It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Gives us air to breathe, 
sunshine to keep us warm. We are rejoicing and we are glad in the day. We are entering into his courts, into his gates with praise and thanksgiving. God is worthy. God is worthy. If you ever wonder what is going on in heaven right now, it's a giant praise party. God's people throughout all generations worshiping the creator of the universe, the creator of all things. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day. He's now separated from that. 
and he is working hard to try and separate you and I as well. We looked at Job chapter 1, verse 10. We're going to take a look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 12. Prepare to be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Satan don't like it. He don't like that. We are God's children. He don't like that God is blessing us. He doesn't like that God has a place prepared for his children for eternity that he has been kicked out of for eternity. He just don't like it. Revelation chapter 12, verse 12 from the New International Version Scripture reads, therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows his time is short. Capital C in our outline, Satan don't like it. He just don't like it. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we thank you today, Father, for another day, another opportunity to worship your holy name. We thank you for another opportunity to ask for forgiveness for our sins and thought, word, and deed. We thank you for another opportunity to acknowledge you as our creator, our provider, our protector, our savior, our sustainer, our very present help in times of trouble. You are our shield, our buckler. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Father, as we open these holy scriptures today, we pray for divine revelation. We pray for not the mind of the flesh, but we pray for the mind of Christ to interpret these words of yours, that your people in the four corners of the earth, wherever and whenever they may hear this broadcast, may they receive a revelation from your Holy Spirit that will help them to grow closer to you and to grow more like you. We trust, Father, that as we are touching and agreeing, asking in the name of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that you will fulfill uh, your word and that you will do these things for us in Jesus' name. Once again, Father, we thank you and we praise you. We look forward with eager expectation today for what you have to say to your, us, your little children. And let all that is said and done in this house today, let your name, which is above all other names, gain all the glory, the honor, and the praise. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we pray. Amen and amen. Revelation chapter 12, verse 12. Rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in 
breakdown. We see here in Revelation chapter 12, the final exclusion of Satan from heavenly realms. If you ask some people today, where is the devil? Some people are deceived enough to believe that the devil is in hell. I'm here to let you to know today, beloved, that Satan is not in hell. He will be sent to hell. He will be confined in hell for all eternity, but there are a number of things that must be done in the earth, a number of things that he is going to do, a number of things that people who are under his control will do before he is finally excluded from heavenly realms. Satan right now is in heavenly realms, the unseen realm right in front of your eyes. God says Satan is there. God said, Robert, the same way that I'm listening very carefully to this message you are preaching today, you need to understand that Satan, too, is listening very carefully to this message. God said, Robert, you need to understand that the same way I want to influence you and instruct you and give you words to speak to my people, God says you need to understand that Satan is working equally as hard to try and get you to speak his words, God says, to my people. Satan is in heavenly realms. Now, you say, Apostle, what do you mean by that? Paul spoke about the third heaven. The third heaven is where God is right now with Jesus seated at his right hand, where angels and the righteous dead, those who died in Christ, are now enjoying a place of beauty, splendor, and rest. The third heaven, when Jesus spoke about Satan being, he saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, he was talking about Satan's being kicked out of the third heaven. Satan used to enjoy that place, but when he rebelled and he kicked against God and came against God along with a third of the angels, they were cast out of the third heaven. Now, the third heaven, the presence of God, the presence of angels, where Christ is seated. But then there, God says there's a second heaven. The second heaven is outer space, up in the moon and the stars. There's a first heaven right out in front of your face, immediately off the ground. There's ground, and then as soon as you come up off the ground, you are in the first heaven. Well, Satan is still operating in the first and the second heaven. He is still going to and fro in these unseen realms, working to try to influence you, working to try to influence me, working to try to destroy what God has made, what he can get to, what he can get to. See, and what you want to understand, child of God, is that, that, that there are aspects of your being as a child of God that Satan can't get to. Well, he can get to our spirits if we're not careful. He can get to our soul. He can get to our decision, our choice making. He can get to our bodies if, if you know, if the, the Lord allows us. But he cannot get to the Holy Spirit that God has placed within us. The Holy Spirit is the only part of us that Satan can't get to and deceive. Oh, he can deceive 
You know, he can deceive men's spirit. He can deceive men's soul. He can deceive men's body. But he cannot deceive God's Holy Spirit. This is why God wants you and I to spend our time, our energy, our effort, and our focus in on listening to him. In other words, God said, look, Satan can't deceive me. God says, Satan, he can deceive you. He can deceive parts of you. And if you don't, God says, if you don't listen to me, Satan will deceive you. He's just supernaturally empowered like that. Well, as we look at Revelation chapter 12, there will be a final exclusion of Satan even from the first and second heavens. Because we understand in Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, the devil who deceived them or deceived people, deceived angels, will be thrown into the lake of fire. Will be, will be, not now. Will be. See, there's a difference between now and will be. So, so we've got to deal with Satan in regards to where he is and not in regards to where he will be. Right now, he is still moving. Right now, he is on the loose. And what God is placing in my spirit now? When convicts escape prison, and you live in, say, a five-mile radius from where the convict has escaped, authorities will come on the airways and let you to know to be careful because what? Convict on the loose. Now, eventually, they will catch them. Normally, they will catch them. But right now, he's armed and what? Dangerous. You know, anybody seeing that they'll tell you on the airways, anybody seeing such and such should report him to the authorities immediately. Well, children of God, you need to understand that, that Satan is much like a convict, even worse than a convict that has escaped, and he's in your area. So you got to be careful. If you know that a mass murderer is running around in your area right now, five-mile area, and they police show a big circle on TV, and all the people in this area need to be careful, and you see your house sitting right in the middle of that circle, you know you need to be very, very, what, careful. Well, God is saying to us, his little children, Satan is in your area. You need to be very, very careful. You're not going to just move any kind of way when you know that that mass murderer is escaped from prison and he's armed and extremely dangerous. You're going to be watching yourself. You're going to be watching your movements. You're going to be watching how you do, how, where you go. You're going to be going, making sure your kids are going to get your kids from school. You don't want them walking home from school. You don't want to let your dog lose. He might run out somewhere and run into this character, get his throat cut. You're going to be taking extra care. Well, Satan is on the loose. God says you ought to take even more care. Satan is on the loose, and he goeth about back and forth in the earth, seeking whom he may devour. Well, there's going to come a day. There is going to come a day. There will be a day when all of that will be cut short. That day is not today. There's going to come a day when that escaped mass murderer is going to be captured and put either to death or put in, into maximum security. But as long as he's loose, you better watch yourself. Child of God, under the sound of my voice, since the devil is loose, you better watch yourself. You better watch yourself. Revelation chapter 12 deals with the final casting out of Satan from heavenly realms where he is no longer able to be uh, uh, able to do some of the damage that he is doing 
in heavenly realms. But if you, you look at this, children of God, in Revelation chapter 12 and 12, the Bible says, therefore rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in them. Well, this is, a, <laughs> this is an instruction to those in heavenly realms because now they don't have to deal with the devil anymore. But the Bible doesn't say rejoice everybody. Rejoice you heavens. But woe unto what? The earth and the sea. Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth. Why? Because the devil has gone down to you. Now, this is going to be a time where Satan is going to come a whole right here in earthly realms and be doing all kind of damage. This is shortly before Christ's glorious return. Satan is going to be right down here doing a whole right now. He's operating in, in heavenly realms. But he's going to be right down here on the earth doing all kind of things. You know, my, my spirit goes to, remember Hugo Chavez years ago at, at some big international gathering. It, it was, it was, uh, it was shocking to me. He was in, I think, New York, big gathering. I don't know if it was at the UN or where, but Hugo Chavez, the former president of uh, Venezuela, spoke after President Bush. And he got up on the platform right after President Bush here in America. I was like, this is one of the boldest things I've ever seen. And got up and spoke in his native language and said, the devil was just here. You check it out. You get a chance. Check it out on YouTube. The devil, talking about President Bush, he said, the devil was just here. The devil. I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy in our country, in America, and he just, he, he just called him the devil. I was like, whoa. Well, you know, we know that President Bush is, is not the devil, you know. Um, but the understanding here is that there will come a time where the devil will be right here. Right here, out of heavenly realms. The scripture tells you, so therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. Now, when the devil get here. When the devil get here, he's not going to be happy. He's not going to be pleased. He know that he only have a little bit of time to cause as much destruction, as much chaos, as much confusion, to deceive as many people. He only know he got a little bit of time. So he's going to be going off. My prayer for you is that you ready yourself, child of God. Ready yourself because the devil is coming. Remember, we play a little game as little children. Hide and go what? Seek, you know, Joe could be, you know, whoever be it, get on the tree, got to close his eyes and count. Stay on home base. He be counting. And while he start counting, man, you ought to see, we be taking off, we be running, we be scattering. Jokers be all up under, climbing up under stuff, getting in closets, running. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ready or not, here I come. In other words, whether you're ready, whether you got yourself fully hidden and fully covered or not, it. They would call, we would call him it because if he got you, then you would be it. But ready or not, here I come. Well, you better understand something, child of God. You know, I don't know the sound of my voice. Ready or not, the devil is coming. The Antichrist is coming. The beast is coming. The false prophet is coming. Ready or not. Now, you get yourself ready, and you stand a much better chance. You stand a good chance. You'll be able to deal properly 
with him and his minions. But if you're not ready, it's not going to be a good time for you. Whoa! To the earth and the sea because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows his time is short. When the dragon, another name for the devil, saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. Now, many theologians interpret that as being the church. The church. See, you know, understanding the adversary, you know, though he hates everybody, you know, he really don't like the church. Church is the body of Christ. He knows that. And so in his attack, he can't, he can't get to, you know, it's about like if you get in a fight. You miss around, I, me and you get in a fight. Yeah, that's the sound of my boy. And I'm throwing, I'm throwing jabs and blows at your head. But you just happen to have a real, real hard head. I mean real, real hard, thick skull. And as hard as I'm hitting your head, it is doing no damage. Well, then, what's my next move? Body shots, baby. Body shots. Well, that, in essence, is what the adversary is doing in this fight. He done threw the blows at the head of the church, which is Christ, as much as he could. He couldn't do no damage. Couldn't do the damage that he wanted to do. Hitting Christ, Christ was like, you know, it is written. It is written. God said, God said, that Jesus and Jesus not get. So the adversary like, well, okay, because it's still a body. A head and a body. Then the adversary is saying, well, I couldn't get the head like I wanted to. Let me start throwing some body shots. And this is why you and I, be, you know, we be getting hit by the adversary because we're part of the body. You know, we're the, we the body of Christ. So the, the blows that Satan is throwing now, we getting hit. Look at what the Bible says. When the devil saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the child. He's going after the church. Understand this, children of God. Very, very terrible things are coming to the earth, and they're coming very soon. You just keep that in mind. You've got, you got economies all, all over the world that's falling all apart, all in, in Europe. Here we are, the United States, about $18 trillion in debt. We can't even pay the interest on that. We're going to have to fight or declare bankruptcy or something. We're going to have to do something. We are in very, very serious debt as a country, and this is happening all around the world, all kind of countries are in debt and, you know, the wars, rumors of wars, all of these things that the scripture has prophesied must come to pass before the, the coming of Christ again. Well, things are going to be getting worse. Things are going to be getting worse. Well, why? You've got men and women who are in powerful leadership positions that are trying very hard to uh, move further and further away from God. Well, that's insanity. That's madness. Because the further and further away from God you move or you try to move, inevitably and invariably what you're going to find out is the worst and the worst things are going to go for you, much like the prodigal son. Remember, he was in a, that, 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 that parable carries so much uh, revelation and so much insight. When he was close to the father, he was enjoying the blessings of the father. He jumped out there and felt like he could duplicate what the father was doing. Father had money, he had got his money. He took off and got away from the father. It wasn't so much that, you know, he squandered the wealth because he was far from the father physically. He squandered the wealth because he was far from the father spiritually. The father had wealth. 
gave the son wealth. Now the son got wealth. Son say, well, I'm going to be able to do the same thing that you could do, Daddy. I'm going to do it in a distant land, and I'm going to do it with a, with a different heart and with a different character. Well, the father sitting back saying, no, that ain't going to work, son. That ain't going to work. Because the father, from what we read and understand, was a righteous man. The father understood that it is righteousness that was promoting what he had going. It was righteousness that was producing. It was righteousness that was keeping him afloat. So the son jumped out there, tried the same thing without the same heart of righteousness, and immediately began to sing. Well, that's the same thing when it comes down to countries, nations, marriages, families, churches. It's righteousness that sustains us. If you wonder, what, what is it that's keeping roof over your head and what is it that's keeping good things coming to your ministry or your church, it's righteousness. Righteousness. See, that's God's will for us to prosper and to be in good health even as our soul prosper. Well, how do our souls prosper? By doing what's right. So that son thought, you know, he thought, well, it, it, things, things fell apart for him out there. So what he began to do is when he came to his senses, he said, I'm getting up, I'm going back to my father. It wasn't so much physically. Because he could have repented where he was, see, and started the blessing process. But it was symbolic of him coming closer to doing things and going about things the way the father had tried to show him and tried to tell him. It was symbolic, him coming closer to the Father. And that's what we're doing, that trying to do, it should be trying to do as children of God. We want to be coming closer to the Father. We done tried it out there, what we think, what we believe, how we feel. And we don't think that mess don't work. So now, we're going to, Father, how you, what you think, what you feel, what you believe. We want to come and be close to you because where God is is where the blessings is. Something is wrong with a son or a daughter that got, a, that got parents that are blessed and they, they don't want to be close. Something is wrong. Something is wrong somewhere. That son and the prodigal son knew that the father was blessed. And that was, that was one of the statements he made. You know, in my father's house, servants are eating good. And here I am starving. When he came to his senses, this is how he started talking. See? So if, if parents are blessed, children that are in right standing, children that are in their right mind, they should be blessed too. How is daddy going to be blessed and I don't be blessed? Mm -mm, mm -mm, can't let that one go. I can't let that one go. I can't let that one go with my spiritual father. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Father, you blessed? Yeah, Robert, I'm, I'm hearing God. Yeah, Robert, I'm blessed. Well, daddy, I got to be with you then. <clears throat> if you blessed, then I got to be with you. Because I got to be blessed too. I'm your son. For what? How am I not going to be blessed? And you my daddy. Something wrong, and if you think I shouldn't be blessed, whoever it is that think I shouldn't be blessed, and my daddy is blessed, something's wrong with you. Now, that thing, same thing works in the other way. Satan is cursed. And if he's your daddy, you need to understand, no matter what stolen goods he may have given you, you are cursed too. So understand, the adversary launches attack. He's launching an attack against Christ, but he can't. He can't do like he wants to against Christ. So he's launching his attack now, as God allows, against us. The Bible says the woman was given the two wings of an eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the desert, where she would be taken care of for times, times, and half a time out of the serpent's reach. Understand, children of God, that regardless of what the adversary may try to attack us with, 
because of our faith in Jesus Christ, we are out of the devil's reach. He can't get us. They may be able to throw some temptations at us and, you know, maybe to do one or two things, but God has sealed us. God has put a hedge. We went over last night how that God had put a hedge around, around Job and all that he had. We are out of the devil's reach. Our faith in Christ has placed us. Not that that don't mean that some of us won't have to. The Bible talk about some of us being beheaded. Bible talk about some of us being persecuted, some of us being thrown into prison. Don't don't get me wrong now. Don't 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 twist what I'm saying here. Don't mean that we might not that we won't suffer some terrible, terrible things at the hands of the adversary and his children. But understand that our 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 soul, our our inner man for all eternity is protected. Bible tells us, fear not the one which has the power to kill the body, but after that can do no more. But rather fear the one, capitalized one, which is God, who after killing the body has power to cast both soul and body into hell. That's whom to fear. Fear God. Now, I mean, you know, the devil might kill, gonna kill some of us. Yeah, gonna throw some of us in prison. Gonna cut some of our heads off. You see, you see, turn on your internet. A lot of the, the individuals that ISIS, or like President Obama called them, ISIL. I don't know why exactly why he called them ISIL, but you know, the Islamic nation, you know, it's Christians. A lot of these individuals who are getting their head cut off, Coptic Christians, German Christians, they're different Christians who are being captured by these, these individuals and getting their head cut off. Well, that's, that's fulfillment of, of Bible prophecy. That's what, what the Bible says. What happened to some of us? So don't, don't think that, you know, nothing very, very terrible will happen to us physically. Uh, even though we are protected by God in the spiritual realm. You know, our, these bodies might be abused. They hung our leader on the cross. They hung our leader. They hung our head on the cross. So that shows you how the world really feels about us, children of God. But even at that, even with Christ being hung on the cross, you know, he, he ended up uh, seated at the right hand of God the Father. And we, too, if we will be faithful unto death, we, too, will be seated and, and placed in very, very high places. Uh, so the serpent's reach. I encourage you, children of God, you know, don't, don't put yourself in the devil's reach. You know, there's enough. There's enough reach that, that God allows him, just like with Job. There's enough. Don't, don't, don't put yourself even in his reach. And when we sin, you know, we're putting ourselves more in the adversary's reach. We're, we're giving our members, we're yielding our members as instruments of unrighteousness. The devil can use us when we sin. That's, what, that's all that happens when we sin. Ultimately, as children of God, when we sin, what happened? The devil has used us. You say something, God didn't tell us to say, the devil has used us. Thinking something, God didn't tell us to think, but the devil is using us. Going somewhere, God ain't told us to go. The devil has used us. Never, you know, All right. Never just stop what 
Uh-huh. One of the Saints is using that as an example, classic fights, boxing matches in the 70s. And Muhammad Ali, who would do a lot of dancing around. Well, what was he doing? He was staying out of the reach of his opponent, you know, while attacking himself. Well, children of God, this is, this is much how we want to do. We don't want to stand there and be taking, taking blows upside the head from the devil and his angels. Uh-uh. We want, to try to, we want to try to avoid that while attacking him in war, in, in hand-to-hand combat. We want to try to get our opponent as much as we can while him getting us as little as, as he can. That's the goal. That's the goal. And that's our goal in this spiritual warfare, to attack the adversary and his, and his minions as much as possible and to stay out of the way of his attacks as much as possible. Satan don't like it. Keep in mind, children of God. Now, now, I know everything, you know, it, sometimes it may seem real, real smooth and seem, seem like, you know, everything is all right, but the devil is very upset now that you are a child of God, now that I'm a child of God. He's very upset that we as children of God are blessed. He's very upset that, that, that we as the church are still uh, going to be able to prosper and still be able to move forward with all that he has tried to do to destroy the church, to destroy the body of Christ, to destroy the children of God, and the church still keeps moving forward. Why? Because the church cannot, uh, there's no weapon that's formed against the church that's going to prosper. Jesus said, upon this rock shall I build my church. And this is why it's so important, children of God, for you and I to be in his church and not try to, to, to get him in our church. That's why it's important for you to understand it's about us joining Christ's church, not trying to get Christ to join our church. Christ got a church. He got, he got a way he wants his worship. He got a way he wants his people to do. He got it. You'll find it. You'll find pictures of it. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 46. Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 36. Upon this rock, Jesus said, shall I build my church? We've got to remember that the church is his. So that means when something belongs to somebody else, you want to treat it the way they want it treated. You've got to respect it as being theirs. It's not our church. It's Christ's church. And when we are members in good standing in Christ's church, then there's no weapon. You need to understand that there's no weapon that's formed against Christ's church anyway that's going to prosper. And when we are members in good standing, there's no weapon that's going to be formed against us that's going to prosper. The gates of hell will not prevail against a, a church that is Christ. The gates of hell will not prevail against a, a, a child of God that is rooted and grounded in the things of God. The gates of hell will not prevail against a marriage that is rooted and grounded in the things of God. The gates of hell will not prevail against a family that is rooted and grounded in the things of God. The gates of hell will not prevail when it's done like God wants it. Well, God has blessed his children of God. Keep in mind, Satan does not like it. Just be careful. He's on the loose, just like that mass murderer that I, I was using as an example earlier. Say that mass murderer is in your area, in your neighborhood, you're going to be very, very careful. Well, Satan is, is even worse. And he's in your neighborhood. He's in your area. He's in your house. He's in your church. He's in your marriage. Make no mistake about it. He's in your community. Be very, very careful. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you, we glorify you, we praise you, and we exalt you. For you are God, and beside you there is none other. Thank you for your anointed words to us today, Father. We pray that someone has been convicted and converted. 
someone has come out of a life of sin and come into the marvelous light today by placing their faith in your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, that your people who have heard these words, uh, they'll bring forth a harvest, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what has been sown. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart uh, be acceptable in your sight today, Father, our strength, our redeemer, in Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we pray. Amen and amen. Let's look at a few questions here. Number one, uh, what is described the three heavens? Describe the three heavens. Number two, uh, where has Satan been kicked out of already and where is he now? And number three, um, why is the adversary so upset? Why is the adversary so upset? The Lord bless you. Children of God, those of you that missed uh, your contributions and your donations this past Sunday, feel free, even though you missed them, to get them in uh, as, as you are led. The Lord continue to bless you and heaven smile on you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.